everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors, Vanessa Tyler and Mike Stevens to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Welcome back to the show, Mike and Vanessa. How you doing? Great. Hey, how are you? Guys. Good, good. This, this has been a been an interesting week. So uh, let's peel back a couple of layers and, and get to it. So obviously, the uh, the big news this week, uh, President Biden delivered his State of the Union address. That, of course, to mixed reviews. Um, so let's start with you, Vanessa. What were your thoughts about the president's performance and how do you think, in particular, he handled the topic of police reform? Well, the American people seem to have loved it or liked it a lot, I should say. A flash poll right after the speech shows more than 70 percent approve of what they heard. Mm-hmm. The president looked strong and most importantly, ready to do battle. He was going head to head with the Republican haters, so to speak. Political observers really say he did a masterful move. And I know whether you picked it up on that social okay. security thing. I saw it. Yeah, it was combative, right? But they really pushed him to the point where the Republicans stood up publicly in, in front of all of America on television and said they wouldn't touch it. So a lot of people are giving President Biden credit for that. Okay. And, and Mike, what were your what were your early thoughts? Yeah, I agree with Vanessa. He was not sleepy Joe in this <laughs> in this speech. Uh, he was fired up. Uh, he was looking like a presidential candidate. Whether he can maintain that uh, over the next couple of years, if he runs again, we'll see. Uh, but he did touch on several topics there. Uh, he didn't spend much time on any one of them. And many did wish he had spoken more about police reform. Of course. But, 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 you know, actions speak louder than words. Um, if, if he's able to accomplish that during his time in office, I think it will be part of his lasting legacy. Um, you know, and, and then others have said, you know, while they're waiting for a law to be passed, if it does happen, there are some executive actions that he can use. But the symbolism, symbolism was definitely there. I mean, when he asked 
the parents of Tyree Nichols to stand up. That was a powerful moment, probably the most powerful moment of the night. Um, and at that point, it was unity in the room. Everybody stood up sure. to give them applause. Sure, sure. You know, one of the things that I um I I I don't want to make a big deal out of it. Um Joe Biden's style is that of a politician who understands that meeting in the middle is the order of the day. And so he wasn't as hard-nosed at points when I felt like he should have been. You know, he should have demanded his respect and so forth and so on. But also, you know, you're right, you know, a masterful play in um, working with both sides, you know, putting everything on full display and making sure that hey, we're moving this forward. It may not be what everybody wants, but it's not nothing. Right. So I get that it's it's a mixed bag there. Um, and, you know, now that I've seen uh, Obama's presidency, and I've seen uh, the previous administration. Um, I'm more familiar with what politics can look like. You know, you can have the the bullies that get it done. And you can have people that really recognize that, hey, you know, we, we both want more or less the same thing, a better tomorrow. Now, my belief is that there's a part of this country that really does want things to be better for all people. And there's a part of this country that absolutely uh, uh, pushes back against that. They feel like they're losing their grip on power. They feel like they're losing numbers, the numbers game. You know, the, the great replacement theory is taking a stronghold in the center of their lives. And they feel like Jews and, and Mexicans and black people are replacing them and so forth. And their unfounded fears have poisoned uh, politics and have interfered with our capacity to make any reasonable concessions in the political arena um, because they're, again, subscribing to a separate detached reality. Um, it is shared among them only and no one else. And so while Joe Biden is, again, playing in the middle, I don't believe the middle is really the true middle. It's the new middle as defined by the far right. And so, you know, for me, when Joe Biden was talking about um, police reform, which obviously is something that is very important to me <laughs> and to us, of course, you know, he did say, you know, the officers needed, uh, he, he wanted to give officers the training they need. Uh, he wanted there to be higher standards. Um, in law enforcement, I don't know if that meant hiring. I don't know if that meant performance, whatever, but you know, these are, you know, the talking points that, that kind of everyone can agree on, quote unquote. Um, he asked for more first responders to address, you know, different types of, uh, crises in the community. Some have having to do with mental health, some having to do with you know, like drug issues and so forth that, in my opinion, are more a health issue than a criminal issue. Um, he asked for resources to reduce violent crime and gun crime against something everyone can clap for. You know, it's it may be performative. It may be just a hollow statement. But, you know, he did he did say the words um, he asked for a community intervention programs. And I think that was kind of a turning point for me where I felt like maybe he was actually listening to the goings on in 2020 
and you know some of the brilliant minds who have uh, done their best to suggest ideas about reshaping what policing means and where he really kind of stuck the landing if you want to call it that um was when he said uh that we need to make investments in housing and education and job training things that have a direct impact on crime rates uh and therefore inadvertently suggesting that increases in police funding and and bolstering police arsenals and these sorts of things does not have any meaningful correlation with the crime rates and so him saying that while again there is no action yet behind those words him saying that to me suggests that he was at least listening to you know the the messaging behind the defund the police movement um which again the marketing of that could have been better you know the 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 title of it could have been better because obviously it's a very radical sounding alarming uh name for a you know a political idea but the some of the ideas behind it were were sound and based in in science and uh based in in real world practical applications and real world studies and so my takeaway was again a mixed bag some of it sounded performative performative and hollow but some of it sounded like maybe he was listening and uh, you know as you mentioned and I saw him inviting the parents of Tyree Nichols out um I don't believe that he would willingly and intentionally use them as a political prop in the midst of their pain however in this country we've seen worse so it remains to be seen yeah. what comes of that and and I think the parents realized that I mean we all realized the visuals of that and they are and they were willing to to do that because they want to make sure the mother said it many times she wants to make sure that her son death is not in vain um maybe this could be a turning point so she is willing to stand up and to tell uh, america look i just buried my son a you know week or so ago and i'm here because something's got to change sure and sure. biden has to listen um he has to be listening because many of the people propping him up right now are african american mm -hmm. and this is what we've been saying so um, although he's got a lot to juggle, um, and there are some Republicans who are never going to go on his side. But right. yeah, there are uh, those who, who might eventually kind of, I don't know, get the, the the real radical people out of their ranks because, quite yeah. frankly, they looked silly. They looked <laughs> immature. They looked like children. Yeah. And he looked like the adult in the room. And people have to see that regardless of. You know how staunch of a Republican you are, yes, or conservative yeah, was, or whatever. There was there. definitely a, a classier way to go about handling. <laughs> yes, that, that we didn't see that at all. That was, uh, from what I read, that was the most contentious State of the Union address that uh, we've seen in our lifetime. So, and I believe, well, you that. know, it started when they said liar to President Obama. Oh, yeah, so that was a little bit more rowdy in there. Yeah, sure. Uh, but anyway, um, there was a part of uh, his speech where the president mentioned that he had to have the talk, quote unquote, with his kids and him and, and most white people, or rather he never had to have the talk with his kids and that most white people have never had to have that talk. Uh, Mike, um, do you think that black Americans were able to take away from that what he was intending or that we as a as a group responded well to that part of his speech 
You know, Vanessa and I were talking about this the other day. Uh, I don't remember having the talk with my parents. Okay. Things were different back then. Mm-hmm. But I have had the talk with my four black sons mm-hmm. about how to conduct themselves during a traffic stop. You know, uh, turn the inside dome lights on at night, keep your hands on the steering wheel, no sudden movements. Even if the officer is wrong in his accusations, you know, be respectful. Yes, sir. No, sir. Whatever you have to do to make it through that interaction to me. And if there's an issue come back later get the lawyer we'll we'll deal with it then but you want to survive that that interaction but specifically to your question i was pleasantly surprised and i would say pleasantly and surprised <laughs> to hear him bring that up in his in his nationwide speech it's the first time i can really ever remember hearing a white man especially a politician and, and the president talk about the talk yeah Vanessa, your thoughts? Uh, The talk. The talk. Every Black household knows what that means, um, especially if they have sons. And these days, if you have daughters, too. Mm. um, I believe Black parents, Black people really appreciated Biden talking their life language because we all know what it means. And, um, you know, how they say, if you don't know, now you know. Because those uh, whites who who don't know and had to ask, they now know what the talk means. Yeah, you know it's a it's a it's a it's a wild thing to uh, have that conversation. My son started driving not six months ago, and I remember saying that to him: "You come home to me. Let me take care of it." You do not have an ego when that happens. Because you know, my son, you know, I'm I'm known for having an afro. My son's afro is three, four times the size of mine. It's huge, right? And he loves it, right? So he's visibly a black child from very far away. And, you know, we live in Arizona. There's a bunch of cowboys out here. So, yeah, that was, uh, for me, you know, that was something that I felt was it was cool that he, you know, he brought that up. And, you know, I, I remember that talking. So, you know, just, just come home to me, son. Let me, let me deal with it. So, so yeah, like I said, uh, it remains to be seen, but I'm, I'm optimistic. You know, it sounds like he's been listening. I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, the charges that he, you know, laid before, you know, the elected, uh, the electorate in this country, um, you know, he's he's outlined his case. He's he's outlined the whys, and you know they're gonna dial in the the finer details of it. You know, as as days and weeks and months um, roll on, but hopefully we'll see something because uh, we're long overdue for that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. 
And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel. Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon Serum. This next-generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Black Information Network news anchors Vanessa Tyler and Mike Stevens are here with us discussing this week's major stories. All right, a new report released this week states 146 New York cops committed misconduct and violations toward protesters of George Floyd's death. Mike, give us the latest on this story. Yeah, so this was something that was happening around the country uh, during the George Floyd protests. You know, uh, cops, I don't know if they were offended or unprepared, but in many cities, there are these similar allegations. But New York being the largest city, um, there was perhaps the most excessive force there. I mean, they have like 40,000 cops, so it's not surprising that there would be a large, large amount of officers that were involved with this. Uh, so these Approximately 150 cops were found to have committed misconduct when dealing with the demonstrators. A lot of it caught on tape, but there may be and were likely many more. In fact, I think there were several hundred that were accused, but like they covered up their badge numbers and somehow they got away with it. So now in New York, the Civilian Complaint Review Board, um, you know, looked at it. They looked at how they use batons, pepper spray, their language, and Somehow they came up with really just a small number of these cops that they're recommending discipline. Some of them have been disciplined, um, but, uh, you know, how severely, not sure about that. And whether the others will ever be uh, brought to, to justice, as we might say, I don't know. The, the black police chief there, Keyshawn Sewell, really uh, has the final say about what happens with those officers. Mm. Vanessa, your thoughts? Well, I mean, the NYPD is not the only force using too much force. 
uh, doing BLM protests nationwide. Like Mike said, we all saw it on video, the, the pushing, the rubber bullets, which injured, severely injured a lot of people around the country, the batons, pepper spraying. Um, if everybody did an audit of how their police officers behave, they would too have the same conclusions. But it comes to the one thing that we've been kind of talking about a little, and that's police reform, and that's national police reform because there should be a uniform way that all these officers behave even toward the media um when i was many years uh, as a street reporter um covering crime in new york city you know you have to remind cops you know we're reporters constitutionally we we can be here um and now with this whole thing that a lot of officers are telling people to put the phones down they don't want to be filmed you, you can't do that so they need to understand what the what the law is and they need to have it national mm-hmm. so that all officers know what is allowed what isn't allowed and people also know um so it's very clear yeah, absolutely um and lastly of course uh national food vendor armark has apologized for serving an offensive meal at a New York middle school during Black History Month. Apparently, this isn't the first time it's happened. Vanessa, why don't you give us more about this story? Now, I, I frankly don't get it. Um, who's creating these menus? To me, during the conference call, when the menu chef said, ooh, for Black History Month, let's put fried <laughs> chicken and watermelon on the menu. I can't imagine a Black person on that call saying, ooh, perfect idea. No one would be offended by that. So to me, it comes down to uh, the importance of always having a black voice of power in the room. And reportedly, like you said, this company, this is not the first time this happened. I mean, it's like they did it for MLK. Um, I I just don't I just don't get it. And they're a major company. Um, You can see them. And, and many cafeterias at uh, um, big corporations, the schools, as you know, we're talking, colleges, universities. So they're no small bit pay- player. Um, it sounds to me like they need a bit more diversity at the top. Mm. Mike, your thoughts? You know, this reminds me, maybe you guys remember this a few years ago when Tiger Woods won his uh, first Masters tournament. Yeah. And one of the other players said something like, uh, oh, I guess we'll be serving fried chicken and collard greens at the dinner we're having. I mean, that was so out of left field and so um, ignorant sounding. Um, now, to be honest, I love fried chicken. I got some sweet potatoes, mac and cheese. That's good eating. Yeah. You know, but the, the kind of thing that they're doing is shows either they're ignorant or trying to be insulting or maybe they're maybe they're trying to do the right thing, but are just uh, a little confused. And as Vanessa said, they probably need to have a little more diversity in there, more black folks to help guide them, because this kind of thing does keep happening over and over again. And they they've got to get past that. Yeah, you know, there's there's something about this that well-intentioned, well-meaning non-black people need to know about this is i mean this is a good argument for teaching american history or what is being referred to as critical race theory but it in effect is american history truthful and full full-bodied american history um 
I, in, in my studies and in my travels, have never seen foods, or really a lot of things, we're talking about food right now, foods weaponized against the people in the way that foods have been weaponized against Black people uh, in this country. Um, at a point when we weren't even second-class citizens, we were a slave class. Um, you know, watermelon, of course, became associated with us because ice cream was too good for us. You know, things like collard greens and and you know, cornbread, that sort of stuff is associated with like poor people food, right? The same with all soul food. And uh, fried chicken, uh, you know, there's there's other parts of the world where they're associated with their foods, um, but it's not weaponized, hasn't been weaponized in the same way in my view. There haven't been these like caricatures of those people um, used as propaganda in the same way to the same degree um, as there have been with black people in this country. And even if there is something that's similar in texture, um, it's just as offensive and it's just as racist, right? But the, the one fundamental difference is beans grow in Mexico. It, it comes out of the ground. That's the food that, you know, it, if I lived in an apple orchard, guess what I'd be eating, right? rice grows in southeast asia you know there's rice paddies everywhere there's no rice paddies where i live in arizona you know it's not a thing here right so human beings and indeed all creatures you know live off of the land and historically you know when foods weren't so commercialized you know we ate what grew where we lived and where we raised our families right there's no problem with that we're all basically the same we need the same sort of sustenance and so uh, we can get that from starches and potatoes and, you know, rice and, you know, whatever else, right? Go to an island, they eat island food, right? But um, in this country, these associations have become very um, hurtful and uh, dehumanizing. And, you know, you're absolutely right. Someone who thinks, well, you know, Black people like chicken. Sure, all people like chicken. But the association is particularly offensive when you make it about black people and chicken in this country because of the history. And again, not having black people at the table who would know that would create that issue. And also on the other side of that coin is not having a historical context of why that could be offensive, not seeing those racist caricatures and and your own on your own deducing, okay, that's probably a little bit too much because we don't have huge red lips and you know, white circles around our eyes and are super happy eating a watermelon that's twice the size of our head. You know, that's not a real thing. It's not based on any reality that we know. Um, we don't love watermelons more than anyone else. This was just what we were allowed to eat. And the, the mm -hmm. class and power came to associate it with us. And, so. and how we perfected that, what we, the scraps and how we perfected that into delicious meals that they mm -hmm. were, you know, white people are like oh well, what, what do you guys have you know mm -hmm. like the macaroni and cheese here. yeah you know and it's um it's the way our sur we survived and it showed our creativity mm -hmm. um in that survival absolutely and so um you know uh, here's hoping that everyone learns from these lessons and we know how to treat each other a little bit better. But again, I think that you're absolutely right. Vanessa. it makes an argument for have some black folks at the table. If you're doing some black stuff, right. Mm -hmm. We'll give you some perspective and have more than one. 
have a few, you know what I'm saying? Because as we say, we're not a monolith, but we do have some cultural, some, some cultural components that we do share. Um, and then of course, you know, this, this is as good an argument as any for, you know, learning, learning a little bit more about your brothers and sisters that don't look like you. And that goes for us too. We got to learn about people that don't look like us because it's very easy for us to do the same thing. Granted, we don't have the same power dynamic. You know, but it's, you know, if we can be a little bit kinder, we should do it. And if we're asking for that from our brothers and sisters, we should be willing to give it, I believe. And so um, with that said, I'd like to thank you both, as always, very much for your insight. Once again, today's guests are Black Information Network news anchors, Vanessa Tyler and Mike Stevens. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media, and I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cipher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccipher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.